You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we're going to be reading Chapter 7 from the book Every Teen Should Read, Discovering Your Self-Worth, Positive Mindset, and Personal Values. And this is the last chapter of the book that I'm going to be reading for you guys on the podcast. So if you've listened to all of the episodes so far, I've read six chapters with today will be seven. Um, So you're welcome. (laughs) I'm giving you guys seven chapters for free. If you've liked what you've heard, please go get your copy of the book so you can listen to the rest of the chapters. Um, There is chapter eight, um, identity is a weird thing. There's also chapter nine, stop comparing yourself. Chapter 10, change is inevitable. Chapter 11, stop believing the lies. Chapter 12, diversity is going to change your life. Chapter 13, sometimes adults just don't get it. Chapter 14, this too shall pass. Chapter 15, you're freaking amazing. And of course, the epilogue. So again, if you guys have liked what you've heard so far, please go get your copy of the book. Um, For today, I'm going to be doing chapter seven, but I have some really great interviews that I want to share with you. So they are coming your way in the next few weeks and a bunch of other really important topics to discuss. So after this, we're going to move on to those. So for today, chapter seven, everything in moderation is key, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Some of you just read the title of this chapter and rolled your eyes thinking, I will not limit my video games or I will not spend less time with my friends. And hey, kid, I totally get it. Sometimes we like doing things excessively when it makes us happy and it makes us feel good. If you're anything like me, you might even drink coffee excessively because I first discovered it in high school and I was like a toddler tasting ice cream for the first time. It was freaking amazing. And of course, I couldn't just simply have one cup a day. I would drink a massive 24-ounce cup in the morning and sometimes a second one in the afternoon. Needless to say, I was not in a state of moderation. And while it was great for the moment, I never realized what excessive amounts of coffee could do to my health. So with that said, welcome to Chapter 7. I hope you guys are enjoying the book so far. And if you are, that is great because it's about to get even better. So far, we've talked about your feelings and emotions. We've talked about the importance of listening, how anxiety is normal, and why you should make your health a priority. We've also talked about visualization, bucket lists, and positive affirmations. These are all extremely important topics, vital to being the best possible version of you throughout your teen years. For this chapter, we're going to dive into a new subject that I think you might enjoy, and that is to have some stinking fun. Being a teen is so much fun. At least, it can be if you let it. That's what it's all about. When you're in your teens, you get to do all of your firsts in life. And that's an amazing thing. You get to do everything for the first time. You'll probably have your first serious relationship. Hopefully, after chapter four, you'll be trying new foods for the first time and new activities too. You'll be traveling and going on trips and visiting new places all for the first time. Maybe you'll speak a new language, meet new people, make new friendships, and simply just try so many new things. Some of you may even taste alcohol for the first time. Not that you should, of course, but hey, I remember high school. 
It wasn't all that long ago I was in your shoes. I remember it well. And trying new things was exciting, thrilling, and also scary at the same time. But here's the thing. I'm not your parent, your guardian, older sibling, or anyone who influences your decisions for that matter. I'm just your new friend, Nicole, who's here to give you some guidance through your teen years. So I'm giving you this disclaimer so you know ahead of time that you do not have to take this advice if you don't want to. But I think you should do everything you possibly can. Yes, you read that correctly, and I meant what I said. Say yes to everything, but only for the first time. Unless you want to say no, of course. Remember, if it doesn't raise your energy, your vibration, your spirit, or your bank account, then the answer is no. With that said, if you come across an activity that isn't an automatic no, then your answer should be yes. Everything is worth a try the first time around. Follow your heart and try everything. The more experiences you have, the better your life is going to be. Imagine living a life where we didn't experience anything new. That sounds awfully boring if you ask me, so I hope you'll give it a chance. If you do, then you'll realize there are some activities you enjoy, and some you never want to do again. There might be some foods you love, and some you want to spit right in the garbage. Regardless of the outcome, you'll never know until you try it. And when you do find things you enjoy, things that you like, things that make you happy, acknowledge it. Congratulate yourself. Maybe go home and jot down in the journal the details of the experience and how it made you feel. But always remember this, everything in moderation is key. But Nicole, what do you mean? Well, let me give you some examples. Do you love hanging out with your friends on the weekends? That's great. Continue spending time with them on the weekends. That doesn't mean you should see them 24-7, all day, every day, 365 days of the year. You need time to yourself, time at home, time to rest, time with family, time to study, and all the other things that you need to do to be a fully functioning human being. This is something that many juniors and seniors forget to do. It's usually the case once a teen gets their license. And I totally get that. Having the ability to drive is fun and exciting but it doesn't mean you shouldn't go home and rest. Here's another example. Let's say in the beginning years of your life, you lived under a rock and you never ate a taco before. Well, you just ate at a new Mexican restaurant and have a new love affair for tacos. First of all, bless you, kid. Tacos are the best darn food on the planet, if you ask me. And second thing, it's great that you found a new food to love, but again, it can't be the only food that you ever eat. Remember, moderation is key. I've seen way too many teens stick to a very small handful of foods, bread or crackers or pizza. And while I totally understand because all those foods sound yummy, you're not getting a variety of nutrients, and your body is likely going to be off balance. So when you find new foods that you love, like tacos, make sure to eat them in moderation. Here's one last example. Virtual schooling is now a super popular form of education. Thanks, COVID. For some of you, going to school on the computer may have been a tough experience. But for others, you may have loved it. And I get that too. You don't have to wake up hours before school. You don't have to shower, get dressed, take the bus, and then get to school and socialize with other people. With online classes, there isn't as much pressure. 
You wake up and you could stay in your pajamas because no one would ever know. You don't have to go to school and socialize with anyone. You quite literally never have to leave your house. In some ways, it's easier and I get it. I understand why some of you love it because some days I don't want to leave my house either. However, I still make it a priority to get out of the house and spend time outside, connect with friends, family, and do things outside of my four walls. Why? Because moderation is key. If you're someone who loves virtual education, then that's great. But make sure you don't spend all day every day cooped up inside your house. You need to get outside, see the sunlight, and build relationships with other people. Now that you have some examples and understand why moderation is important, I hope you guys are as excited as I was when I wrote this chapter. I know, I know, I'm super cheesy, so I'm probably more pumped than you are, but I think you should be. You're getting permission to live your life. You're getting permission to say yes to everything and to do all the things that you want to do. I'm encouraging you to try everything and have a zillion fun new experiences. There's nothing holding you back. You just need to remember that one important thing. Moderation is key. Awareness is the first step. In this next section, we're going to talk about boundaries. Because in order to have moderation, you need to set limits. However, before you can reach that point, there's one critical step that comes first. Awareness. Gretchen Rubin, author of Happiness Project, says, Self-awareness is a key to self-mastery. The reality is we must all be self-aware as individuals because each of us have unique things that we're passionate about, one of the very things that makes us human. Remember I told you I drank way too much coffee in high school? Well, that wasn't the only thing I did in extreme measures. I also ran way too much. When I first decided to be a runner, it was a difficult decision. I was out of shape, I had asthma, and I didn't have the confidence that I could do it. But still, I liked it. After every run, regardless of how far I got, it made me feel good. It made me feel like I was accomplishing something and working toward a better version of me. Thus, I started running before school, after school, sometimes after sports practice, and always on the weekends. I got to a point where I was running at least six miles a day, in addition to playing on a sports team, and I certainly was not fueling myself with proper nutrition. I'm pretty sure some of you may have choked or envisioned me with eight heads when you saw that I ran six miles per day in high school. If I could insert a laughing emoji here, I totally would. I know that sounds horrible to some of you, but then again, some of you may love to run too. For me, I had to limit my running. Of course, I still ran multiple times per week, but once I became aware of the damage I was causing, I was then able to set a limit. I thought my knees were going to fall off by the time I turned 18. It might not come quick and easy for you. It didn't for me either. But I'm sure there's something right now that you're doing way too much of. And if nothing comes to mind right away, be open to the idea that it might pop up later. You might be in the middle of doing something, saying something, eating something, and realize that it's an extreme for you. Let's look at an example. Many teens love cursing. If you want to curse, then damn it, you curse. Research actually shows that cursing can be a sign of intelligence. Oftentimes, we swear as a result of frustration or a physically painful event. When we swear, we're releasing the stress building up in our brain, which helps us to better manage the pain. 
Now you're armed with the knowledge the next time your mom says, Benjamin, don't curse. You can say, it's okay, mom. Cursing's a sign of intelligence. I'm releasing my stress. I bet she probably won't have much to say back. But all jokes aside, cursing is only acceptable when used in moderation. Cursing is not acceptable when used excessively, and you're just spitting out foul language to sound cool. You need to be self-aware of how much you swear, the times you swear, and when it's appropriate to actually swear. Only use foul language when feeling certain emotions. Don't throw nasty words around like candy. Plus, it won't be as fun to swear if you're saying it all the time. You might have to do a little soul-searching to figure out what your extremes are, and that's okay. Put the book down and take some time. Think about what areas in your life might need to set some boundaries. Which brings us to our next subject. Set boundaries. When you find something you love, it's going to be really hard to limit it. Don't be like teenage Nicole who ran in extreme measures. But it's healthy, I would say, to anyone who commented. I was stubborn and naive, and honestly, I was just uneducated on the idea of balance. I wasn't in moderation and I'm still dealing with the stress on my knees 10 years later. Having balance means having mental and emotional steadiness and stability in all four areas of your well-being. When off balance, things aren't always as smooth as they look in the chart above. Sometimes we have the mental capacity to process and understand information, but we lack the ability to manage and express our emotions in a relaxed and mindful manner. Sometimes we have great social experiences, but it takes away from our physical health and the time needed for activity, sleep, healthy nutrition, etc. Or if you're like me, sometimes you have the power for great physical activity, but it goes too far and takes away from your mental health. You might not be able to process the fact that your activity is too strenuous. The key to moderation is keeping a balance between these four elements in your life. Become aware of your likes, your dislikes, your behaviors, and which aspects of the chart tend to get out of balance. If you have awareness, then you're already way ahead of the game. Self-awareness is a wonderful tool, and it's something I lacked through my teen years. I hope you'll learn from my mistakes and develop this skill early on. Once you're aware of the things that normally throw off your equilibrium state, name your limits. Create a plan for yourself so you won't fall into the same trap over and over again. Talk about it to a parent, a sibling, or a friend. Tell them your limits so they can help you out. Never forget the importance of accountability. The reality is that whenever we enjoy something, we don't want to stop doing it, even if it's hurting us in the end. Staying up late and watching TV or playing video games until crazy hours of the night. Don't play. I know you do those things. It's okay. Adults like them too. And because we enjoy them, when we finally decide we're going to cut back on them and go to bed earlier, we don't often tell someone else our plans. That way, when you're in the moment and you want to stay up past that curfew you originally set, you don't have someone else telling you to stop. So remember, awareness comes first. Boundaries come second. Tell people in your life what boundaries you're setting so they can hold you accountable. Having an accountability partner will be immensely helpful in sticking to your limits. 
That way, tomorrow night, when you want to keep binge-watching Riverdale until the sun comes up, mom can pop her head in to remind you that Netflix will still be there the next day. Besides, when you binge-watch a show too fast, it's that much harder to get over it at the end. So spread it out evenly. Limit yourself. Set boundaries. And find an accountability partner. Addictions come in all forms. Recently, I was listening to a podcast that explained addiction and how it comes in many different forms. Most often, we hear the word addiction and think of alcoholics or drug-related addictions. This podcast with comedian Whitney Cummings, however, revealed that people become addicted to things like chaos, drama, love, or even heartache. I found it so fascinating because it's completely true. Your teen years are filled with drama, chaos, heartache, and exciting, exhilarating new things. Think about the people you see every day. I bet you know someone who's addicted to chaos or drama or heartache. Maybe you know someone who's always thrill-seeking and looking for a rush of adrenaline. The truth is we become addicted to these feelings, regardless if it's a negative or positive feeling. If a teen grows up watching a loved one constantly under stress and chaos, then it's likely that teen will adopt the addiction their loved one has. If a teen grows up watching a loved one always in heartache, struggling to find the right relationship over and over again, it's possible that teen might have the same troubling experiences in a relationship. If a teen grows up with an adrenaline junkie in their household, that teen might develop the same compulsive desire for adventure. It's an addiction formed by watching other people's addictions. It's scary, but it's also true. So back to the first section in this chapter. Awareness is key. Now that you know it's possible to be addicted to feelings, emotions, chaos, drama, and many other things outside of alcohol and drugs, Think about your experiences. Is it possible that you could have an addiction? If the answer is yes, don't be so hard on yourself. You have just completed step one by becoming aware. Now it's time to move on to step two and create your boundaries. I believe in you, and I know that you're on your journey toward moderation. Moderation tip number one. Routines are the best thing since sliced bread. When you have a good routine set in place, you won't feel inclined to go overboard doing the things you like. For example, like most Americans, I enjoy staying up late and spending quality time with friends and family. I do, however, have a sacred early morning routine that can't be disturbed. I wake up every morning before 6 a.m. I have my coffee. I write. I exercise. I practice gratitude which we'll get more into in chapter 15. If I don't wake up early and complete my morning routine, I feel rushed and disheveled. I remember constantly feeling rushed in high school. I woke up late and I hurried to school. I was rarely on time and my days were always frantic. I needed to change that habit desperately so I couldn't afford to stay up late anymore. Waking up early, well-rested, to have a calm, relaxing morning is worth worth sacrificing late nights and television series. Get yourself into a good routine and stick to it. It might take a few weeks to build a routine, 
but you'll be thankful that you did. Your body's circadian clock will naturally kick in, and the routine will become a part of your daily ritual. It won't feel forced once it becomes a habit, and you'll constantly be in a healthy, balanced routine. Moderation tip number two. Keep a journal for your experiences during your teen years, or at least while you're experiencing things for the first time. You don't have to keep it forever, unless you want to, of course. But I mentioned in the chapter to say yes to everything. For some of you, that will be easy and fun. For others, that might be difficult and daunting. Regardless of where you stand, I encourage you to keep a journal during this time of your life. Jot down the details of your experiences and how they made you feel. It will be a great practice of reflection, but it will also help you to decipher whether you enjoyed the experience or not. That will make it easier for you to decide whether you want to have that same experience a second time around. Moderation tip number three. Focus on the quality of your experiences. If you truly want to create boundaries for yourself and find a state of moderation, the quality of your experiences will be extremely important. Whatever the thing is that you love, if you embrace it in moderation to the fullest quality, you won't be yearning to get back to that thing so quickly. For example, let's use tacos again because I love them so much. Well, every week on Taco Tuesday, I indulge in the tastiest taco you could possibly imagine. I load it up with all the good stuff so that it's a real quality taco, and I'm not desperately trying to eat tacos for three days in a row. The quality of the meal allows me to have patience until the following week and enjoy a variety of other foods until then. Moderation tip number four. If you believe you may have an addiction to a feeling, stress, chaos, heartache, any type of unpredictable situation, then it's likely you've adopted this addiction from somewhere or someone. Find the root of the addiction. When did the addiction form? Why? Where? How? If there's a person in your life who seems to have similar tendencies, be aware of this connection. If possible, limit your time with that person. Having an addiction to chaos and drama is a real thing, so treat it like that. Limit your time around the people who tend to draw chaos to you and know when enough drama is enough. Thank you guys for staying all the way through to the end. I hope you liked all seven chapters from the book so far. And if you did, make sure to grab your copy. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or Goodreads or pretty much anywhere that books are sold. So go online, get your copy if you want to know what is in the rest of the book. Moving forward over the next several weeks, I have lots of incredible interviews coming up and some masterclasses on really important topics, things like gut health and nutrition, and also things like productivity zones. Lots of fun things that I know you guys are just going to soak up because they're really important topics, like things that we all need to be talking about. (laughs) So make sure to tune in for next week's interview. It's a great one. And I'll see you guys then. So remember, I love you and I'm on this journey with you. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. 
My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, <laughs> NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week. Thank you.